Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Underhood Show. My name is Josh Prophet. I'm the service director here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Alongside me today, I have Scotty German. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Doing, uh, doing wonderful. It's a little bit different uh, outside Chilly. today than uh, than what it has been. So, hey, uh, this is a call-in show. Uh, the phone number's down at the bottom of the screen there, but 316-462-3673. That's a number to jump on the air here with us. And, uh, hey, let's talk about anything automotive. Uh, you want to talk about uh, maintenance intervals, uh, new vehicle products, uh, the strike. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about uh, racing, whatever it is. Uh, you got... Uh, any any automotive questions? Uh, cars not acting quite right. Uh, you want to talk about that? Let's uh, let's do it. So, it's call in show three one six four six two three six seven three. That's a number to jump on the air here with us. And uh, for each and every caller, we give you guys a uh, prize package. Uh, it goes out to you. We'll send it out in the mail. But it's uh, valued at about one hundred and thirty dollars, uh, depending upon how you value the multi point inspection that that we uh, complete with it. But it consists of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're completing that, we're also going to do a a multi-point inspection on that vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components, just making sure that vehicle's geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Uh, complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer, uh, especially, you know, days like right today. Uh, yeah, the nitrogen definitely has a huge benefit for that. Uh, and then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil. And then uh, CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. So yeah. with all that being said, good morning, Scotty. Good morning, Josh. How's it going? You know, uh, going going really well. We had a very busy week here uh, at the dealership on the service side of things. Uh, it seems like, you know, temperature changes like this and you get a, a cold snap. Of course, you know, it's honestly, it's always kind of oh, yeah. controlled chaos for sure. Yeah. Uh, sometimes feel like an air traffic controller and, and directing things and trying to, trying to get everybody taken care of the best we can uh, as well. So definitely been a, a busy week for sure. Uh, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about today, you know, it is, uh, I cannot believe that it's almost the end of October. Did you see what shirt I'm wearing? I, I do see that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we win. That's something we can talk about as well Absolutely. Uh, that we have coming up. But uh, yeah, it, it's just unbelievable that we are almost to November of 2023. This year has just flown by. Um, you know, the temperature is uh, substantial about different. Uh, but uh, the next thing to roll around this week is Halloween. Yeah, it's on I Tuesday. I know. So I thought I'd be kind of cool uh, for the callers if they wanted to talk about a uh any type of ghost that they had in their vehicle so <laughs> i was going to talk like you know make this make this about uh you know yeah. uh, a possessed vehicle sure. a demon uh you know uh, and when i think of that i think of something that's very intermittent yeah and so i thought we could uh, make today's show kind of about intermittent concerns okay. repairs okay uh and then also you know as a consumer Maybe some of the things that they could help us with or situations that we get into or we've found. I've got several off the top of my head yeah. of uh, scenarios that we went through that that was hard for us to try and help a consumer to fix. Yeah. And uh, things that they can do with us to, to help us 
get their problem resolved. Absolutely. Um, so let's uh, first we'll go. Uh, got a couple of comments already. It looks like Del- Delbert. Uh, Delbert is traveling. Uh, good morning, Delbert. How are you? Says at Charlotte Airport, waiting for my flight. Uh, it's an hour. In an uh, hour ahead, ahead home to OKC. OKC. Very good. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, he was down in Florida. I do remember that from last week, but it looks like he's headed back to Oklahoma City. Um, I did read a forecast. I think Oklahoma City, I think it's sunny and 70 there. Oh, so really? yeah, 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 I think you're good, Delbert. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully safe travels. Hopefully your plane's on time, all that stuff uh, with with that uh, Delbert being down there as well. So, but yeah, today, um, you know, let's, let's call in with... Uh, with your intermittent concern or issues that you've had about a vehicle, maybe, uh, you know, the other thing I think of is, uh, the Stephen King movie, Christine, mm-hmm. uh, the possessed car, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. uh, do you have a name for your car? That, yeah, it surprises a, me yeah. as a consumer or as a being in this business, how many customers yeah. actually name their car? They refer to them as him or her, yeah. the, whatever vehicle they drive. And, the, and that's something, well, she's, she's driving a little rough or he's, you know, he's a little bit mad right now. I'm yeah. like, okay. So what, right. uh, do you have a name for your car? What's the name? And then if you get a different car, does it have a different name or is the car name of the car always the same? Uh, like, so if you're, uh, if you're one of those people that name your car, call in state, you know, Hey, what, what the name of the vehicle is or what you call it. Uh, and then also any intermittent uh issues that you've faced or had sure uh issues with so uh that's kind of the going to be the theme for today but uh please call in 316-462-3673 share your story on that uh the other thing uh so we'll get back to that but real quick i want to mention we've got a uh um, the South Central uh, Mustang Club has a car show uh, this coming up next uh, Saturday. So Saturday the 4th, uh, it's going to be at Grace Point Church, um, which is 9035 uh, West Central. Uh, it's going to be from 9 to 3, and uh, we're going to be out there. We'll mm-hmm. do the radio show live from there to, to kick that off. Uh, they're going to call in a little later on this show, and we'll go over it again a couple of different times. But again, uh, 9 to 3, it's for the South Central Mustang Club. Um and it's a show and shine, uh, car show, motorcycle show. The thing is, it does say uh, the Mustang Club, but it's all makes and models. It does not have to be Ford specific. Uh, and it's uh, uh, benefiting the passageway. Um, so it's a, it's for a wonderful cause uh, to help those out. So uh, if you're if you got one of those hot rods and you want to break it out, let's get that. Uh, down there for the spectators to view. But if you just, uh, if, if you don't, and you want to go to a car show, that's a great thing to do as well. So again, that's uh, going to be at Grace Point Church uh, next Saturday from nine to four, or excuse me, nine to three. Um, and then, uh, yeah, let's, let's get out and support those guys for that great cause. So uh, we'll hopefully get a call from one of those guys a little bit later today. So yep. anyways, uh, so back to naming thing. the car, yeah. back okay. to naming the car. The one thing immediately uh, that came to mind was, do you know Ford Pass actually encourages you to name your car? It does. Yeah, it does. All of my vehicles for like the past five of them have all been black vehicles. So mine's always been the same name. It's always been Black Betty. Okay. E- ever since go. ever since that app came out. So every single vehicle I have has been Black Betty. So, so, you so your name then transfers, yes. transfers on. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, you know, they do that just to build a connection. Sure. You know, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I am I am very surprised by that. I've never yep. never had a name for a vehicle or never named a vehicle, I'm but it, it really does surprise yeah. me how many people uh, do do in fact name their name their vehicle or <laughs> and I have seen some interesting ones. Oh yeah, I really do like naming things, um, and I'll give you an example of that. And this is completely unrelated to anything automotive. Well, you can't tell everybody what you call me. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not real. so. That's not- um, my, my boys, when they were, uh, much younger, why my wife got them a fish and, uh, they're like, Oh, what do we, you know, what do we call it or whatever? And I ended up naming it fish stick <laughs> again, completely unrelated to automotive, but you gotta, you gotta be clever or come up, come up with something, something along those lines, uh, for sure. So, um, so I've got both a, a couple of examples of uh, vehicles with intermittent issues as a consumer. So okay. something that I had personally owned, uh, but then also from the repair side of things, I've got yeah. several examples of that and, you know, of, of situations that we've got into here that I know were, were extreme headaches for a consumer and then us trying to help them navigate through that. Um, so first of all, on the, on the consumer side of things, I purchased, uh, this has been many, many years ago, uh, when I worked for GM purchased a brand new, uh, Silverado pickup. Okay. And the thing had, I don't know at the time I want to say, uh, gosh, it was, maybe 2,500 miles. And, oh, wow. uh, my wife and I, uh, uh, were, went to Dallas uh-huh. and was headed to Dallas and we're driving down, uh, 35 and we get, uh, between Oklahoma city and kind of the state line down there. And I had been driving for many hours to mm-hmm. that point, And the truck just shuts off, just, just dies going down the road. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Completely dies going down the road. And I'm thinking, and you know, I'm a GM tech at the right, time yeah. and kind of wondering what's going on and all that stuff. And, uh, so we pull over to the side of the road and couldn't get it to, couldn't get it to refire. It would crank, but couldn't get it to re- refire. So I thought maybe something was going on with the fuel pump. Obviously didn't have all the tools and everything like that to, right. to test everything. Um, but, uh, was able to identify that there was fuel, some fuel pressure in it just by, uh, pressing the, pressing the straighter valve in the fuel system. Anyways, uh, it wasn't five minutes later, the truck starts, starts back up and ran huh. fine. What went, went the complete rest of the trip, everything was fine. Uh, you know, brought it, took it back to the, the dealership when we got back and, you know, went through, did a diagnosis on it. Like there was no codes, no, you know, huh. everything was absolutely fine. And, uh, so as it goes on, drove the truck for several thousand miles later, really? um, you know, ended up, uh, this, I had that truck for, I don't know, I want to say 75,000 miles. And over the course of that 75,000 miles, and I'm going to say seven, eight years, uh, something like that, that I owned it, it happened on four occasions that it would just die, (laughs) (laughs) just, just die. And then, uh, you wait about five minutes and start back up, take off. And it never had the, uh, never had the equipment at the time that it died to be able to identify or figure out what was going on with it. Um, I ended up selling it to somebody that I knew who then drove it for another 200 and uh, 200,000 miles plus. And you disclosed all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I told him exactly (laughs) what, because here's the thing, especially, you know, selling a vehicle, uh, you know, on something used like that. Like I don't want any, 
I, I want you to know everything I know. Yeah, so exactly. told him exactly exactly about the, those situations and what was going on. He never once had it happen to him. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? Never went in two hundred and some thousand miles. He ended up wrecking the truck. It was pulling a camping trailer. He ended up uh, uh, getting in a wreck, and it ended up totaling out the the vehicle. But um, my point to this is like it was so intermittent and and the vehicle never really left me stranded it started up after you know after uh about five minutes of waiting there um but still to this day don't know what what the deal was or what was wrong with it or or anything like that and so uh as a consumer like i could see where that would be very uh you know, frustrating, yeah. uh, especially if you're doing a lot of traveling, going a lot of places, you know, different distances is you don't want that thing to, to leave you stranded somewhere. Uh, nobody, nobody wants that uh, yeah. by any means, but an example of that, of four times in 75,000 miles, like that is extremely intermittent. That's extremely be, intermittent. That may be, that may be the longest like intermittent concern I've ever heard of <laughs> the, the duration of it. Yeah. The duration. Uh, and so uh, again, from the consumer side of things, extremely frustrating but what i want uh the consumers to understand or as listeners to understand like we're here to help you yeah Uh, it's not our desire for you to bring something in knowing you're having a problem with it and for us to be able to say hey we're unable to duplicate your problem yes there's nothing that you know we're not finding anything wrong with your vehicle but also we want to ensure that what we tell you is wrong with the vehicle is actually wrong with the vehicle. Right. Um, and so let's kind of go through some of the things that, um, you know, you as a service consultant or, uh, with the technician side of things that, that you get that we can tell consumers, Hey, help us with this. Yeah. You know, uh, this is information that we need. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had one, you and I both had one, uh, not that long ago. That was kind of a, it was kind of a weird ordeal because it was an actual rental company vehicle. Mm -hmm. And so they're not the ones who drive it. They rent the vehicle out and they are not with the customer or with the person renting the vehicle whenever it was acting up, but it was a pretty big issue. It said it was overheating and it was a big ordeal. The vehicle had to be pulled over, towed into the dealership and we would drive that thing. I mean, I think we drove it all the way to Hutchinson and back oh, maybe several. four times, yeah. Yeah, several five times. times, and we never got it to act up. Well, after maybe the third or third, or, I think it was third time it came back in, we finally got more information to where it was a rental rocket, as they call it, which means that whoever was driving the vehicle was driving it like a bat out of hell. Yeah. And so once we figured that information, we were able to finally duplicate the issue. With that, without that information, we we would have been driving it to Hutchinson and back over and over and over again. Yep. And so then we got to this specific uh, vehicle was an Edge. It was a ST. Yeah. So it yeah. was a kind of a performance <laughs> uh, performance based Edge. Um, and again, you know, having different consumers in it, the thing would there was no consistency in right. it when it would act up. You know, sometimes it would be pretty quick. Other times it would go several uh, hundred or thousand Thousands miles, of miles yeah. in between uh, occurrences and and things like that. But uh, what all the details matter. Yes. Like I cannot stress that enough uh, to the consumers is that it, it makes so much difference in um, – the amount of details that you give somebody. Right. Uh, and I can think of, you know, situations of, of, uh, you know, a night drop. So somebody just drops off a vehicle, writes a short little blip on an envelope, 
or a husband and a wife. You know, the husband drives the vehicle, but the wife brings it in and she doesn't know what he's experiencing or vice versa. Or, and a hundred percent, I get your time is valuable and, uh, you know, um, trying to make it uh, very uh, convenient for the customer sometimes is challenging from our side of things is because, you know, we may need additional information. It may take 15 or 20 minutes to get you properly checked in and, and the information in the system. Uh, and then the, the third thing is, uh, you know, uh, there's, we cannot, uh, we cannot drive the vehicle every time like the consumer can, right. Our technicians are going to drive it different, you know? And so the, a lot, sometimes there's no replacement for actually, taking the time as a consumer to come in and go for a ride with a technician uh, or an advisor and, you know, um, showing them how you're operating the vehicle. And and it's not to say that you're operating it wrong. It's just, we may operate it different. Right. Um, The the other thing I can think of is, you know, atmospheric conditions are so Mm -hmm. important. You know, was it raining? Was it, uh, was it warm? Was it, you know, was it cool? Uh, All of that stuff, it plays a factor in, in trying to be able to, to figure this stuff out. And so, you know, as a, as a consumer, the more information or more detailed information that you can give us, whether it's even pertinent or not, you know, we can help try to replicate those exact scenarios to figure out exactly what's going on with your vehicle. Absolutely. And I always tell people if it ever is in that intermittent ghost and gremlin situation to where it's something that's intermittently happened, I always say, I want you, whenever it does happen, I want you to take a mental picture of your head. What Think of things. What's the temperature like outside? Is it raining? How much fuel do I have? What's the situation? How long has it been sitting? Just all of these questions could potentially matter in a diagnosis for a technician. So that's extremely pertinent information to us helping you out. Certainly. Yeah, very much so. Hey, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Let's talk about your Halloween vehicle. Yeah, man. What uh, Or whatever intermittent concern that you had ever experienced before. Uh, or if you name a car. Have yeah. you named a car? What car was it? What was the name of the car? Uh, was your next car the same name or was it something different? Come on, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. That's a number to jump on the air here for uh, for our topic of discussion today. So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, I would say probably uh, the, most, the most areas today that we find uh, intermittency in would be the electronics mm-hmm. on things. So you get into like the sync systems or the nav yeah, yeah. screens or the, you know, and it's not working for uh, a consumer. Um, like, you know, like it once was, or like they've had before this car is not working. Like the husband's car is not work, working like the wife's car, stuff like that. Um, but what I'll say to you as a consumer about that is again, the details matter. You yeah. know, what kind of phone are you running? What's the, uh, you know, the, the version of that phone, you know, these, uh, the phones, I mean, they come out brand new every two months, somebody's coming out with a different yeah. phone oh, yeah. and, and an update to that. And you think about that. I mean, those, they're literally two computers that are communicating with each other. And if one's on this level and one's on this level, you know, and, and they're not seeing eye to eye, uh, it's, it's going to cause issues. It's going to cause compatibility issues. And so, um, you know, everybody, uh, from again, the, the, uh, 
retail provider side of things like, well, I got a brand new phone. There can't be my phone or there's no problem with the phone right. or stuff like that. Uh, and there may be some cases where, yeah, there is no problem with the phone. Uh, but then there also may be where it's just a matter of uh, compatibility, what, yeah, compatibility and what version level and stuff it's on. So. so a lot of those screens or those systems, the hands free, they're, they're manufactured by a biased company. So if you have a Apple manufactured um, radio system or something like that, it's going to communicate better hands-free with those products. So if it's a Microsoft manufactured system, it's going to work hands-free better. And so I know, especially in like the 2014 to, I want to say it was like 2020 and until it's kind of started getting better, it was actually better for you to plug in a Apple um, phone then use it Bluetooth yeah. at one time. So it's things like that, that especially the more details you give us with those kind of concerns, the more we have to help you in that regard. So Sure. Hey, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Danny. Danny, you're on live with Under the Hood. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Good Thanks morning. for taking my call. Yep. Hey, I have a 2008 Ford F-150, but I have a ongoing tire pressure sensor fault. Uh, indicator, but what I'm wondering is, is there a way to locate which one that is, to, uh, or how do you troubleshoot that and know, or do you have to just replace them all? And you said it's a 2008? Yes. Okay, so back in 2008, they, uh, in, in those systems, they did not uh, determine sensor location yeah correct. um so it was just hey you have a low tire uh as they advanced and years got newer they would actually identify location of tire based on if it was programmed when the tires were rotated and and everything like that uh and then later on uh you know to the more modern vehicles it will actually give you specific tire pressures in each vehicle uh, so the way we would identify uh identify which one of these is the issue uh, would be to run a diagnostic, uh, go through a diagnostic trouble tree, and that's going to be a step-by-step -step set of instructions to figure out uh, exactly, you know, which one of those uh, sensors is is failing. So we do have a tire pressure, uh, tire pressure monitoring scan tools and programming uh, tool that would program uh, each one of those sister, uh, sensors. So basically it's going to go to each one of them and it's going to verify the frequency that that sensor is given out. It's going to uh, give you like the battery life of it. Uh, and then also whether that sensor is transmitting or not. Um, but um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, it could be a potential of it just not being programmed, but most likely you probably have a tire pressure sensor uh, that's out and it would be the use of that tool to be able to identify exactly which one of it is. That's what I was going to say too, Danny. Um, have you ever had to replace any of those sensors in the past? No, I have not. You have not. Okay. So no. most likely those are the original sensors. And if you've got, if those are the original sensors in those yeah. things, they've lasted a long time. Yeah. With, um, but with, with that, with that scan tool that we have, we can actually see, we can indicate which one is not, um, is not communicating correctly. And that's most likely what that light is coming on intermittently. I would guess that one of the batteries is starting to get low in one of those sensors. Got a weak battery. Yeah, exactly. But 
Uh, with the age of those, it could be it could be multiple of them, but we could definitely figure that out. And so, uh, you know, there's a, a couple of different options. Typically, what you see is, uh, especially in a vehicle of that age, you know, once one starts going, it's probably not going to be long, start, yeah. and you're going to have other ones that are dropping out as well. And so, at, sometimes it's just uh, it's just uh, more convenient for you, uh, you know, not to have to do one and then the other and then the other is <laughs> yeah. just just bite the bullet and replace all of them. Uh, you know, I don't know where you're at as far as. Uh, tread depth and and kind of what that looks like but that's uh sometimes uh consumers will do that as they uh come closer to the end of the life of their uh tires, tires on an older vehicle like that then we'll just replace the the sensors at that point as well um but that sensor is actually in the tire um it's on the valve stem I think those uh, actually, yeah, that might be a band one, yeah. uh, but it's so it's clamped to the wheel on on your specific one, and then there is a battery in that, like a kind of like a watch battery um, in that sensor. You cannot replace the battery; you just have it's a sealed sensor. Yeah. You just have to replace the whole the whole sensor assembly uh, together. But I'm guessing that's probably what's going on with it. And uh, for calling into the show today, we'll add a diagnostic onto your package as well. Uh, so we'll take a look at that at no charge to you let you know exactly which one of those is and uh, what it's going to take to get that thing fixed up. Um, okay. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it. You bet. Hey, uh, yeah, I understand that completely. So do you have a, an intermittent issue that you've fought before or have you ever named a vehicle or know somebody that has named a vehicle? Uh, yes. My daughter named her uh, vehicle. Okay, what's what's the name? Yeah, do you know what kind of vehicle it is? Uh, oh, it was a, her first car. It was a '98 Pontiac Grand Prix. Uh, it's white, she called it Pearl. Nice, very good, nice. very good. Were you uh, were you part of the naming process? Uh, no, I was not. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you think she was crazy for naming it? Oh. Not crazy, maybe a little bit off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I will tell you is it is very surprising. And it is fun. You know, you get sure. cons- customers in here and they're adamant about, hey, this is my yeah. whoever. And they introduce you to them and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it, it, and I've, I've, seen some, uh, I've seen some different names, that's for sure. So very good. Hey, Danny, uh, thanks for the call. Thanks for the story. And uh, we'll get that diagnostic added on your package, okay? All right. Thanks. I appreciate uh, thanks, Dan. it. Have a great. Take care. Perfect. Very good. Very good. Hey, 316-462-3673. That's the number to jump on the air here uh, with us and tell us your story. You know, do you have a, do you have an intermittent gremlin or ghost out there? Uh, or in the past, have you, have you had anything that you, that you struggled to find or fight? And then uh, have you named your vehicle or do you know anybody that does name their vehicle? And do you think they're crazy? Or are yeah. they, or, or are they not? So, uh, three, uh, three, one, six, four, six, two, three, six, seven, three. That's the number to, to call us up and tell us your story. So, um, going back to, to Danny's deal and his low tire light or excuse me, uh, uh, tire pressure, uh, monitoring system fault, um, you know, nitrogen, something that we didn't even get into, but yeah, uh, this time of year with the fluctuations in the temperature and nitrogen is a huge benefit to be able to help stabilize that temp that uh, air pressure so you don't you do not get the fluctuations and then cause a low tire light i am guessing that is the number one most common call for the quick lane this morning i guarantee it 
Yeah. Yeah. I could, uh, I could see that. Or, uh, I don't know, is that we're quite there yet? Getting close. I happened to help a gentleman last night yeah. with, uh, with a battery. Oh um, yeah. That's were, another good one. Yeah. They were, uh, you know, went, went to leave to go somewhere and, uh, mm-hmm. and which is very odd. So as a, as a newer expedition, um, you know, the lights had come on, the running boards would deploy, uh, they would click the start button and it would actually turn over a little bit. Uh, yep. it would, it would crank for just, uh, you know, a second or two and then it would just stop cranking. Yep. And, uh, so that battery, I mean, it was just right on the threshold oh, of yeah. starting, not starting, uh, for sure. But I mean, he wasn't able to start it. Yep. And then it was doing a couple other weird, uh, check engine light. Yeah. Uh, if you jump start it and the check engine lights on, I mean, it could be battery related. Yep. hundred yep, percent. And then, uh, these new vehicles now, uh, they have batter, 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 battery monitoring, monitoring system modules <laughs> in them. My goodness. That was, a <laughs> that was tough for you. That was, a, uh, uh, back yep. to school. <laughs> That's right. Uh, modules on them. And you know, if you don't, uh, if you replace the battery and you don't reset that, that yep. causes a check engine line. Exactly. So, uh, definitely these vehicles are becoming, uh, more technologically advanced for sure. And, uh, you know, it's so, so important. Uh, battery voltage is, is crucial on, uh, on these vehicles because okay. of all the different modules and how much they communicate with the other, with one another and then how finicky they are based yeah. on battery stable stable battery voltage oh yeah uh, for sure so especially those vehicles that have things like auto start on yep. them and one of the thresholds I, I had a guy that came in and he's like ever since i've had uh the vehicle auto start worked fine but after like two and a half years all of a sudden it won't start or it won't, won't stop when i'm at a stoplight one of those things and i think it's a list of like 30 or plus things that have to be right in order for the vehicle to have auto start yeah one of them is battery voltage and it just so happens that his battery was at the end of its life and that's what was causing it, it. never achieved the, exactly yep. and so we put a new battery in it oh I'll, I'll be gosh darn the auto start works just fine yep 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 so, you see you see that a lot on uh, older uh, you know, older vehicles that have the auto start where it doesn't, uh, it doesn't auto start mm-hmm. as much as it used to when, when it was newer. And that is exactly right. It's yep. because of the, the age of the battery and the, the condition of it. So, Hey, let's get the phones ringing. 316-462-3673. Let's talk about, uh, intermittent issues you had with your vehicle or, uh, name of the vehicle. Rex, uh, put a comment down there. Yeah. Get the batteries checked folks. Rex, I know you've got a, uh, name your vehicle story. I'm almost positive 100%. that you either know somebody or have a name your vehicle story. So let's, uh, let's hear what it is. Um, so again, 316-462-3673. That's the number to, to jump on the air here with us and, uh, tell us, tell us your story and, uh, about what you have going on. So, you know, when we talk about, uh, intermittent, uh, issues and then trying to help a consumer through that, the, the number one thing that, I tell um, just about every consumer that I get involved in when uh, when you guys are conducting business with them, maybe they're starting to get a little frustrated because the vehicle's been in you know once or twice and, yep. and we hadn't got it figured out yet, or maybe just the customers experienced it on multiple times and we haven't even had a chance to fix it. Or in a lot of situations I'll be involved in that they've had it to another shop where they've tried to figure it out themselves and if replace multiple parts on it and just their frustration level is so high um you know i will always make the comment of hey 
I understand you're frustrated. I would be too in this given situation uh, of where you're at. But what I want you to understand is this is a partnership. Yeah. We, we have to work together to help solve this problem. And so uh, I understand you're frustrated. Well, don't be frustrated at us. You yeah. know, let's, let's work together. Let's, I, you're probably frustrated with the vehicle, the situation, the time and effort and stuff that you you've put into this, but it is a hundred percent a partnership. And yeah. that's where the, the defining answer is in the details. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the wins, the what's the who's the where's the <laughs> yeah. why's the how's yeah. the, the, what that temperature was, all that stuff. That that's what makes the difference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I can think on uh, several situations where, um, you know, it's a matter of transfer information too, is that, right. you know, the uh, husband's car, wife drops it off. She tells yeah. us something, technician get it, gets it. And it's like, wow, we're not even in the right. It's the game of telephone yeah, and it's yeah. not, it's really hard to do that uh, with anything. So yeah, if, if I have that situation, I always go to the person who's driving the vehicle mm-hmm. because that's the best information i'm gonna get yep very much so so hey 316-462-3673 that's a number to jump on the air air here with us and uh tell us about your intermittent story or the naming of a vehicle we got a got a phone call coming through so we'll get uh, greg patched through here in just a little bit and get uh see what's on greg's mind this morning so uh 316-462-3673 so good morning greg you're on live with under the hood Good morning. Good morning. Um, I was calling for a couple of things. Okay. Of course. Um, the, the intermittent issues, the things that come up from time to time, um, I actually have a vehicle that, that throws uh, check engine light, and I, I have a code reader. Of course, I know that's not diagnostic, but nevertheless. And it's a it's an 07 Corvette. Uh-huh. Okay. And... It is the code for an O2 sensor behind the catalytic converter. And I, from my understanding, that's just, is it in range or not? Well, sometimes that check engine light goes off all by itself because apparently it's been in spec long enough. I don't, and then other times it kicks on. And I'm like, huh. Well, there you go. And meanwhile, the car runs fine. I've, the, the research of, of looking stuff up online because that's what I'm good at. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just says that that's whatever that's what that's for is, is the catalytic converter um, functioning right. And I bought the car from my dad, and he's already replaced the catalytic converter and that O2 sensor. I'm okay. like, I, meanwhile, it runs at the top. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So I have a I have a couple of questions for you. You said it's a 2007 Corvette. Um, how many miles yep. does this thing have on it? Uh, 47,000 now. Dang, 47,000. It did have 43 when I bought it. You guys actually put tires on it here a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things that I would, uh, make a comment on, on this thing. So the, and do you know, is it the, uh, bank one or bank two on the O2 sensor? Um, man, I wish I could remember. I think, I think, the passenger side, whichever that is. Too. Yeah. So there's a, there's, there's kind of several ways to, to take this. So first of all, depending upon the code, because there's a, probably about five different O2 sensor codes per sensor. So there's a, there's a, a condition code, which is indicating that the converter is not really doing its job. Uh, and so basically your front 
um, your front oxygen sensor is monitoring the output of the engine. So is it running rich or lean? Uh, and then it's adjusting the engine, either fuel or air ratio to uh, make that the right mixture. Then it goes, the exhaust flows through the converter and the rear O2 sensor is to monitor that the converter is taking the emissions out of the exhaust like it's supposed to. And so there should be a nice steady waveform of that uh, exhaust kind of bouncing back and forth going, you know, rich lean, rich lean. Yeah, it looks like uh, a children's it's, it's just real subtle and smooth. Um, so if the converter is not doing its job, that's a problem, but mm -hmm. it sounds like you've had the converter replaced. Um, but just because a converter is replaced, if there's a small pinhole or leak in the exhaust somewhere, it could be getting outside air into there. That would, uh, that would keep that uh, oxygen sensor from reading what it's supposed to be reading. So the vehicle's doing everything that it needs, but it's getting an outside air in the exhaust somewhere. We've seen that, you know, a pinhole or a crack uh, in the exhaust. So that's one, one option. The other option is uh, each one of those oxygen sensors has a heater on it. And that heater is designed to put that vehicle into closed loop sooner than... Uh, so basically, when you very first start a vehicle cold, uh, the computer is not monitoring that exhaust because it's got to get everything up to operating temperature uh, sooner. And so there's it could be a code for a heating element um, in that oxygen sensor. And then the other two codes would be identifying uh, the sensor not receiving power like it should be or ground like it should be. Uh, and in both of those cases, it would be more likely an electrical issue from either the computer, you know, wiring, uh, running through the through the vehicle and so there's a lot of different options that could be causing that one code that you have yeah. to, to do that and so it would be more of a uh, running a diagnostic on that and figuring out exactly what's going on now when it uh, when it comes on and goes off the other thing that i was going to say is you know it's a 2007 it's got pretty low mileage uh you could be something as uh simple as the age of fuel that you're running That's the other in the one. vehicle. Yeah. If the if it sits a lot and your your uh, the the fuel is aged and it's not uh, combusting or burning like it needs to, um, you know that could be a problem. Then the third thing that or another thing that I was thinking about um, is what octane of fuel are you running in the vehicle versus what octane of fuel is it supposed to be having? So does it, is it supposed to have 91 octane and are you running 87 octane? Cause that's going to make a difference too. So a lot of different options there yeah. threw a lot at you. Um, and so with no, that, no. with, I, yeah. So, so I've had it for about six months and all that time I've put premium in it. Mm -hmm. um, I've put about 4,000 miles on it, not a bunch, but I mean, I don't know. I've got it to work it out again. And we do put premium in it. Um, but I think it's that second issue, the whole, the catalytic converter. Cause from what I'd read that that was the deal is that it's to get the check engine to go light to go off so that you go into the shop and not just wait for your, your, uh, annual inspection, which can just doesn't even have anyway. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's why, that's why dad replaced the, the catalytic converter to begin with. Cause that was the code and he replaced it. I think he went with an aftermarket, not a GM original O2 sensor. And so and I, it's getting different. Values. So to be perfectly honest, that could be another issue too, is that, uh, 
oxygen or that new aftermarket converter, it may not meet the same specifications as the, as a factory one. And it, yeah. you know, you could have, you could have got the right part as far right. as uh, figured out that it was the right part that was broken, but then the one you put in there failed in a, in a very similar way or just a, a different option. So, uh, but we're going to throw a diagnostic onto your package as well. We'll take a look at that thing at no charge to you and help you get this thing figured out. You said you're running 91 octane. I would be very curious to know. I'm almost uh, guessing that car is not supposed to have 91 octane, but I'd, I wouldn't know that without looking yeah. at it or looking at the owner's manual. So, and, and, it, that, and it, that, oh, it, go ahead. It, is. it does it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. I didn't know uh, a lot of those, uh, unless it was a Z06 or, uh, uh, the ZR1, uh, then it then it didn't take that. So, um, but yeah, very very good. So we'll throw that diagnostic on there and take a look at it uh, at no charge to you. So, and I was going to say, well, and then my, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was yeah, going to I was going to say one more thing that you just get whenever we say it's all in the details. This is exactly what we're talking about. Whenever you said it's an aftermarket catalytic converter, and Josh saying that a small pinhole leak could be a cause. Whenever they install an aftermarket catalytic converter, a lot of the times what they have to do is cut out the original catalytic converter and weld in an aftermarket. And if that's what they did, there is a possibility of a welding um, just issue. There's just a small hole that could be causing. That issue, no matter what. So I just wanted to throw that out there too. Well, and that's the last time that the the last time it was off. I went out to start it to go to work, and my wife rides to work with me, and we're riding to work, and I'm like, "Hey, wait, the engine light went off." And I thought, "Man, that's kind of crazy." And I get on the interstate at oh, Southwest Boulevard and 235, and you know, it's kind of a curly queue, but you have to jump on it to. To get up to speed. I mean, that's why I jump. Well, you on. have to you jump have on to. it. You yeah, it's right to, yeah. there. The curly cube. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, so when I when I jumped on a little bit, then the light came on. I thought, well, that's that's perfect. I mean, I thought, man, maybe this thing is resolving itself because I've I've the same thing. I know my dad put low test eighty seven octane in it. I'm like, I, you know, to save forty cents a gallon. Yep. I'm not. It's 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 not worth it to me. I'd rather bring the, the extra 20 ponies with me to, you know, on the to, to wherever you're going. Yeah, yeah right. very much so. Well, because you're that curly cue and you got to yeah, get on it. So you need, you need the 20 uh, it's, extra. It's yeah. a must. <laughs> Understand that completely. So, well, very good. We'll get that uh, diagnostic added onto your package and uh, take a look at that thing, figure out what's going on with it. So the nice. question is, do you have a name for it? That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. No, I don't. And, and you know, it's, Oh, the color is called Velocity Yellow. Uh-huh. So it's it, it's really yellow, and it has the um, whatever the V06 reproduction type wheels. They're the right size for the base model, but they look yeah. like V06 wheels. Well, it's good. it's it's definitely old man spec, but I don't have a name for it. Or anything <laughs> that's, like that. that's okay. Cool. That's so, fine. do you know somebody that has a name for their vehicle, and are they crazy or not? No, yeah. I, you know, I used to, but I, I have to cut that kind of stuff out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Understand that. Wait, Understand that. Too much. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. But yeah. But, so, so then the second thing, the ahead. second thing I want to throw at you guys, because, uh, my Toyota, I have a Toyota Avalon. It's a hybrid. And now that I'm finally past the, um, included maintenance from when I bought it, I really want to bring it to you guys, but my question is about like, oh, the hybrid battery air filter. I know there's a air filter back there. 
for the hybrid battery? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you guys check? And is that part of, I don't know. I, I just, that how is, do you address? Yeah, that is, uh, that is something that we can check. Uh, so we do have the, the maintenance, uh, interval guidelines, just like, uh, just like Ford vehicles as well, um, on that thing. And yeah, so that is something that, uh, that would be part of the, the routine service if that's what it's slated for at that time and mileage for sure. And so, you know, uh, as much as I'd love for everybody to have Fords, understand that that's not the case. Yeah. And we've got a lot of years of experience uh, of guys back here with different makes and models and manufacturers and uh, training that's done done with that as well. And so, yes, we're very well equipped uh, to handle those competitive makes as well. So, well, that's that's kind of the issue is that you know if you if you want to service your vehicle at some other place like Toyota. They want you to set an appointment for next week on the second Thursday. And, you know, you got to show up right at whatever time and then you're still there for hours. And I really like the quick lane. I like being able to go and I can drop it. Or you guys even have come and picked it up from me at my oh, work. Oh, yeah. Yep, we do That's that. Handy. Um, and, and if I'm really honest, I think one of the biggest things that you guys have cultivated with me is the trust. I know you guys are going to take care of it. Um, you know, I'm able to even text my service rider down at the quick lane. He's, he's able to communicate with me about whatever issues that we have. That's great. So, you, know, know. you know, that's uh, that is a great point. And, you know, here's the thing. Uh, are, is there going to be a time that we're going to mess up? It, it's going to happen, you know, uh, for sure. Now, that's not our desire. We don't want that. And uh, I go back to the comment that I made, you know, earlier in the show with trying to find or or uh replicate a, a intermittent issue is that it's a partnership. Yeah. It really is. It's a matter of working together to, to solve an issue. And, and, you know, as long as, uh, both parties understand that it's, it's just a matter of, uh, good communication and, and trying to stay on top of things. And we, we are here to do the right thing for sure. A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, uh, if we fall short, we want to be able to uh, make that up and, and get it taken care of and fixed. And so I uh, thank you for the the comments that you made and, and giving us the opportunity to take care of those vehicles as well. So. Yep. Well, very good. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Thank you for the calls and you have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you. You came back. Very good. Hey, uh, three, let's see. I was going to go through and talk about, well, Rex has got a comment here because I called him out on his name. So he said, I had a 1971 Buick Electra 225 land yacht (laughs) (laughs) with a 454 uh, that my friends named the Love Boat. (laughs) It would seat 12. (laughs) I love it. That's a great story. That's great. Yeah, very good. Uh, very good, Rex. So his friends named it the yeah, Love Boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I bet that that car has some stories. I'm to sure tell. it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would just about guarantee that that car has some stories to tell. So, hey, uh, th- uh, wanted to go over the um, car show that we're going to be doing next week. Uh, so this is uh, the South Central Kansas Mustang Club is putting this thing on. Uh, it's the Barry Leopard Memorial. Uh, it's benefit uh, show and shine car and motorcycle show and the benefiting uh, passageways. Um, so it's a great cause. It's going to be at uh, Grace Point Church, which is 9035 West Central. Uh, so over here at Tyler and Central. Uh, it's going to be from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It is the South Central Kansas Mustang Club that's putting this on, but it's going to be an all makes, all models car show. So uh, if you 
if you got it, bring it. Um, and then if you don't have anything to do, come, come to the car show. So, and if you do have something to do, come to the car show. Yeah. yeah uh, but again, nine to three, uh, rain or shine, they're going to be having it, but it's going to be sunny and 70. Yeah. I'm almost positive, <laughs> uh, over there. So it'd be a great, uh, great benefit, great cause. Um, get out there again to the Grace Point Church next Saturday from nine to three. So. For what it's worth, I did check the weather, and it is supposed to be sunny, sunny and seventy. 70. <laughs> just, just nailed that. So, <laughs> but uh, hey, everybody, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up here. Appreciate the calls. Yeah, uh, it was a great show, Scotty. Yeah. Thank you very much for Absolutely. coming in and hanging out with us. Uh, it was a fun hour. You know, it's yeah. always exciting uh, hearing people's stories and yeah. stuff like that. So, uh, but want to thank the sponsors of the show, which is going to be uh, Big Corner Creative. For all the marketing, advertising, uh, you know, windshield wraps, window tinnings, uh, conventional, traditional uh, media and advertisement. If there's uh, if there's something you need done, those guys uh, those guys can do it. As they say, just Google us. Uh, so the other one's going to be big. Uh, excuse me, BG Products. Uh, all the great preventative maintenance items that we have right here inside Mel Hamilton Ford uh, to get your vehicle up and going and running many many miles. You know, uh, this cooler weather is coming on. BG Products. Cannot talk about enough about uh, the diesel yeah, and anti-gel. Uh, you guys need to get on it. The season's coming, and don't be the don't be the guy that's got to call in after the first freeze and say, yep. "Hey, I can't go anywhere. My my vehicle won't start." So, again, BG Products of Kansas, all the great preventative maintenance items, and then go to rent if you're looking for a larger vehicle. You know. November already. Yeah. yeah uh, so Thanksgiving, Christmas, you need a larger vehicle to go to grandma's house. Uh, give Stan a call right here inside Big Corner Creative. Everybody have a great weekend and we will talk to you next Saturday.